Richard Radio begins in three, two, one. At our church, we have people repeat a prayer who want to place their faith in Christ. Jesus did all the hard part. He did everything but pray your prayer. I'm going to ask you just to pray with me right now. Just say these words with me. You can say those words every day for the rest of your life and die and be separated from God. The scripture does not say that Jesus Christ came to the nation of Israel and said that the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, who would like to ask me into their hearts? It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Who? And who? It's the Wretched Radio Mail Call Delivery Bag Q&A Infotainment Nationwide Extravaganza featuring your voicemails, correspondences, communiques, dispatches, memorandums, and missives. Any special message for all the kids watching at home? What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. You have 1,200 messages. That is a bit above average. Now here's your host, Todd Freakishly Tall Friel. The mail is here! Ooh, thank you, thank you. And uh, thank you uh, for that's a threefold thank you. That's a superlative thank you in the Hebrew language for sending questions, comments, conundrums, snarks to idea at wretched.org. Don't forget sermons, articles, anything wretched. We'd be threefold grateful if you would send it to idea at wretched.org. What about suggestions? Sure. Okay. All right. Well, we have one. From Sarah. <laughs> she wrote in with the... Just checking the rules. Right, right. You're one of those guys who actually reads those forms before you say, I've read and I promise to no, no, comply no. with everything. No, 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 no. I don't do so that. So you're a sinner. I... <laughs> okay. Got it. We're making progress. Thank you. Now, Sarah had a suggestion. If you remember last week on the show, we had a question from Mina who asked about the, uh, some help with the correct response when she gets her feelings hurt. She mm. described herself as overly sensitive. Sure. Well, Sarah wrote in and suggested that Mina would be encouraged to read When People Are Big and God is Small book. by Ed Welch, yep. available at wretched.org. But, uh, oh, is it? Yes. You didn't even know that. <laughs> well, I knew we had a bunch of them, but I, I can't recall which one. Right. There's dozens of them there. Yes, it but is. that's an excellent book. She said that uh, Sarah said she too struggled with that same problem her entire life, but that book showed her that, uh, that it's a fear of man issue, but also how to work through it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is really what a good biblical counseling book does. It doesn't just download didactics. It actually shows you how to connect it and work through it. And by the way, Jimmy, speaking of biblical counseling, uh-huh. can't even tell you how excited I am about this. Guess who just said yes to hosting the Transform Couples program that we're going to be producing? I don't know. Lou? Priolo. Oh. That is so cool. Yeah. He's actually based in Atlanta. He does biblical counseling. He's an author of many books, conference speaker, and he is so good at marriage counseling. Okay, okay, okay. My impression of two people. I'm going to, I'm that versatile. I'm going to do two people. <laughs> I'm going to be Lou Priolo and I'm going to be the woman that he was counseling. At our Transform studio, her husband, well, pretend husband was there. We actually had Rebecca Dillon pretending to be married. (laughs) (laughs) It was a little weird because they work in the same office, so it just felt a little strange. But she was was basing her responses on on a couple that we've been studying for the Transform Couples show. And so she was saying... 
And he just makes me so mad. And Lou interrupts and says, excuse me? He doesn't make you mad. He tempts you to be mad. Carry on. Dow! That's so That's good. so pithy and yet so helpful. Nobody makes you do nothing. You are not under the compulsion of others. It is our hearts that make these decisions. They can tempt, and that might be a sin, but they can't make you sin. And that's Lou Priolo in a nutshell. He's also written a new book on, here's a subject that's rather relevant, loneliness. Mm. That is such a big deal these days. So looking forward to transformed couples. Great suggestion. When God is big and people are small. When people are big and God is, oh boy. That's, that was it. When people are big and God is small. Edwelchretched.org. <laughs> All right. Uh, the first question comes from Kara, who wonders if you could comment on the law of attraction or manifesting. She says that she has met a few people who claim to believe in God, but also believe in this. Yeah, it's it's just not biblical, I'm afraid. You can't manifest anything. The molecules are under the sovereign reign of our God, not ourselves. We do not have innate power, mystical power built into our words. Now, I know the Proverbs talk about the power of words in that they express something that can either hurt or build up somebody. So, yes, your words, they do have that sort of power, but they don't have the power to make things happen. And so affirmations, I'm, I'm going to be rich. I am rich. No, I am rich. I am rich. And I got to say it and I got to really feel it because if you stuff your faith into a word container, then God has to deliver on it. Needless to say, that's not the way the universe operates. We pray, we ask God to intervene. We ask God to help or provide, but we can't make stuff happen. That is just, and it's such a damaging teaching. I'm telling you, there is, we wonder why there's so much sadness, loneliness, depression, this is actually one of the contributors in my estimation because somebody is told if you speak it enough, forcefully enough, believing enough, then God has to deliver. So here's what you got, a quid pro quo system. You do your bit, God will do his. The problem is God isn't beholden to do what it is that we speak. And regularly he says, no. And then what is the individual who has been manifesting and trying to make things happen through, I was going to say incantations, because quite honestly, that's what they're closer to than affirmations. They're going to get bitter. They're going to get angry. Speaking of biblical counseling, there was a lady in our first season of Transform. Don't confuse Transform with Transform Couples. It's very easy to do. And she was speaking words, and she was trying to manifest and repeat affirmations, and she was devastated because her brother died, and then her dad died. And, and she was left wondering, what's the deal, God? I've been doing my bit. Where are you? And that will do nothing but develop a root of bitterness unless you can unravel that understanding and recognize that God is sovereign, he is good, he is able, he is faithful, and everything is under control, and it is well with my soul. Incidentally, the woman that I'm speaking of, <laughs> 
we'd actually for season two of Transformed, we'd do a, a follow up. You got to see it. I'm just telling you, you got to see it. This this woman was actually her job involved teaching kids how to believe in yourself, speak affirmations, manifest things. She went to she went to 12 weeks of biblical counseling and quit her job because wow. she couldn't do that anymore. Thankfully, they reassigned her. She doesn't have to do that. She has an opportunity to actually preach the gospel. But that was just it it wasn't it wasn't an immediate turnaround. It did take some time because when we checked in on her six weeks through her process, <laughs> she said, Okay. I'm starting to get what you folks are on about. I'm not there yet, but I'm starting to see it. Six weeks after that, she quits her job. <laughs> Please send questions, comments, conundrums, or snarks to idea at wretched.org. Oh, wait, Jimmy, watch yes. this. Watch this. I'm watching. I'm, I'm going to speak an affirmation and manifest something. Okay. And then you're going to want to stooge poke me in the eyes. <laughs> All right. You are going to be happier. You are going to spend less money, happier, less money, happier, less money. Okay. That can all happen if you visit metashare.com slash wretched. <laughs> See what I did right there. I know a lot of people are thinking about this because it's open enrollment month. Please take this as an opportunity to check out a biblical alternative to traditional health care. MediShare is affordable biblical health sharing. Now, you need to do the homework because this is a big deal for your family. Make sure that MediShare is right for you. And if it is, you're going to be thrilled that the average family saves $500 a month. And that's going to make you happy, which means my manifestation and whatever it is affirmation is actually going to come to fruition. Visit metashare.com slash wretched or give the good folks at Metashare a call. 1-844-34-BIBLE. 844-34-BIBLE. All right. You're watching the time. I got that look on your face. <laughs> We're so, professionals. All right. Well, Jack says a while back he evangelized to a Muslim friend of his and uh, prayed with him after. And he also prayed, uh, he also, with his consent, uh, his Muslim friend prayed for him, and he wants to know, is that a sin to allow someone outside of Christianity to pray for him? You know, I, I, I wouldn't call it a sin, but I don't know that I would call it wise. If you're trying to evangelize the guy, the point that you're trying to make is, especially with a Muslim, Jesus isn't who you think he is. He is God in flesh. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. Not Allah. And if you let them pray for you, you could be giving the impression it's just another path when it is not. Just waiting. <laughs> you want another question? For an apology. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is Wretched Radio. 
Like the Pointer Sisters, I am so excited and I just can't hide it. The Masters Academy International is embarking on a bold new program to distribute Bibles internationally. There are oh so many wretched people who love to give to ministries who are giving out Bibles. And the Masters Academy International is going to start doing just that in the Philippines. But they don't want to give out just any Bible to just anybody. They're going to give away John MacArthur Study Bibles to Christians who cannot afford them in a local Bible teaching church. Can you imagine the impact? How much do you love your MacArthur Study Bible? For $25, you could put a Bible into the hands of a believer in the Philippines. I'll do the math. It's not tricky. Four Bibles, $100. Maybe you could commit to giving a Bible a month to a believer in the Philippines. Please visit wretched.org slash Bible, wretched.org slash Bible to join the Master's Academy International. You know, there are a ton of things people partner in. Some have business partners, some have workout partners. We all need accountability partners. Then you have partners in crime, not something I recommend, or marriage partners, something I do recommend. And then, of course, we can't forget about the wretched gospel partner. Our gospel partners, that would be many of you, provide us with the ability to do what we're able to do. You faithfully helped us reach millions of people all over the world with resources like Wretched Radio and TV, Road Trip to Truth, Transformed, Breaking Bread, Wretched Worldview, The Drive-By Series. I could keep going, but we'd be here far too long. Plus, I think you already get the point. Without you, there is no wretched. So we humbly thank you for your support. If you're not already an ongoing Wretched Gospel partner, would you prayerfully consider becoming one? Just hit up wretched.org slash donate to find answers to many other questions you may have. That's wretched.org slash donate. The war for life is not over. The war for life has just begun. Dan Steiner from preborn.org slash wretched. Our partner clinic in um, Buffalo, New York, is firebombed. A clinic in Longmont, Colorado also was burned. And so this is the essence of who we are as Christians. We war not against flesh and blood. The implication is that we are, in fact, at war, and we are. The war for life rages on state by state, city by city, block by block, woman by woman. Would you please consider supporting preborn.org slash wretched, providing free ultrasounds, providing counseling, providing parental training, providing Similac, providing clothes, providing diapers, and offering them the good news of the gospel. We are at war for life. Please consider supporting preborn.org slash wretched. Books of the Bible. The book of Numbers tells the story of Israel's wandering in the desert for 40 years. The journey from Egypt to Canaan should have only taken 11 days, but Israel's grumbling and disobedience angered God, and none of the Israelites were allowed to enter the promised land. But God remained faithful and led their children into their inheritance. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. You want an example? I got your example. This is Wretched Radio. Would have never found this story if you had not sent it to idea at wretched.org. Every blue-eyed person on earth is a descendant of one single person, scientists find. Well, they didn't, but (laughs) apparently... Adam had blue eyes because <laughs> they're right. Yeah. We did descend from one. It's amazing 
This is not the first, air quote, discovery that we can trace our lineage back to one couple. Do they say, hey, that reminds me of the book of Genesis? No, they come up with some new explanation that it was just an evolutionary change that happened millions of years ago. Scientists revealed that the genetic mutation came from a singular human who lived, check this out, this, now this would just make Ken Ham proud, who lived between 6,000 and 10,000 years ago. Huh. Hmm. So here's what we've learned. Two things. Number one, you need to send stuff like this to idea at wretched.org. Number two, Adam had blue eyes. Look at what we learned together. Please send whatever to idea at wretched.org. All right. This one is from Nick. It's a very relatable question. Uh, Todd, I really dislike my current job. It pains me to go in every morning. Is this bad? Is it bad to think like this? Should I just tough it out and see if I eventually will like it? I think the Bible has a more profound approach to career. We want to remember the doctrine of sovereignty. You're in the right job right now because that's your job. If God didn't want you in that job, you wouldn't be in that job. But right now, he wants you in that job. Do we have to love what we do? Do we have to have that innate sense of fulfillment that I'm doing something productive? No, I don't think that we have to have that. But here's where the Bible elevates our occupation to a transcendent level. Whatever it is that you're doing, even if it doesn't float your creative boat, it isn't what you'd really love to be doing. When you do it under the Lord, it has eternal value. It has eternal consequences. It has eternal rewards. So we can go to our work, even on those days when we are just dragging our feet for another eight hours of the grind. I'm, no, no, no. I'm doing this for the Lord, and that is where I find my sense of fulfillment. Having said that, God does give us the desires of our hearts, so there's nothing wrong with looking for another career. But as long as you're in the job that you're in, you can do it joyfully unto the Lord. But that doesn't mean you have to have this sense of yippee-skippy, I get to fill in the blank again. That is how the Bible approaches occupation. And if I could just do a shout out, if you are young and you are being encouraged to quietly quit, you need to loudly quit that source of information. That's just not the Christian way. We don't quietly quit. We don't do enough to just not get fired. We are the best workers in the business. That is our calling because it is about a witness. It is about a testimony. That's another way your occupation gives you transcendence. People are watching you. You can be assured of it. People study you. I'll never forget whether the next door neighbor once said, I see you guys. Every time you go out, you're holding hands. First of all, it's a little creepy you see us every time we're going out. Second of all, is watching. And the world is watching you. So perform your tasks mightily and well and excellently under the Lord. And send questions, comments, conundrums, snarks to idea at wretched.org. Is that why I always feel like you're standing behind me, staring? Maybe. 
So you're just constantly watching me. Maybe I've got a camera in there. <laughs> Don't tell me that. We actually do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you, we, we, okay, so we've got offices here at HQ. And then we've got studios, of course. So this is this is where the post production stuff happens. Then we produce in the in the transformed and wretched studios. Dude, we just these ring cameras are amazing. We set them up in the studios. It's so creepy. Matt's showing me on his phone. It's like <gasps> I feel like a creeper, like some sort <laughs> of weird stalker watching people come and go from the studios. Man, the technology. Yeah. Okay, here's a question for you. You know the ring doorbell? Mm -hmm. Do you ever go up to somebody's house, they got the ring doorbell, and you kind of wonder, is, is my hair straight? Is everything cool here? Do I look like a criminal? Am I? Are they going to possibly perceive me as being a thug? Yeah? Uh, no, I don't. No. Okay, then. Do you? Just me. <laughs> Idea at wretched.org. All right. This one is from Kyle. Todd, um, I've been in a pretty low spot in my life where uh, I really don't enjoy anything anymore. Mm. It seems like I've forgotten to ha how to have fun, and I don't know what to do about it. You know, it's funny that that is actually a ditch that we can pretty easily tumble into, especially if you're one who loves to work. If you dig doing what you do, then perhaps some other things kind of get sloughed away. Now, everybody gets to make these decisions for themselves. But if the totality of your life is nothing but work, and trust me when I say, I know whereof I speak, be careful because it, it, you, you're just not as rounded. I just don't think it's as healthy. We should have different interests and different activities. So maybe just work on going back to some of the stuff that you used to do. Did you like to mini golf? Then go hit a ball through a windmill. If you liked an athletic activity, pick it up again. Maybe you used to like going to the movies. And by the way, speaking of going to the movies, we tried, Jimmy. We tried. It didn't work. Had to fast forward through a couple of scenes because... I'm telling you, what passes for PG-13 absolutely staggers me. Yeah, I, You can just see it coming. The couple starts necking, and you know where this is going. So we just fast forward to get to the other side of it. We tried to watch the Top Gun business. It was $5. So we had a crazy Friday night in the Friel household. We sat and watched... Maverick, Top Gun is what we did, mostly. Well, sometimes we checked our phones and I did some emails because I can't stop working. <laughs> but I I get the I get the machismo that is kind of refreshing. It's a guy's movie. It is unapologetically a dude flick. It's Tom Cruise on a motorcycle. It is a space a space carrier, a, an aircraft carrier. It's the cool, cool airplanes and the guns and the. It's like, yeah, no apologies. We're not. We're not woke at all. We're just. We're going to war. And we're going to kill the bad guys. So I get that. But I don't understand why everybody said it's like all to bomb diggity. Have you seen it yet? Uh have not. Yeah, you'll you'll want to fast forward and the beach scene was like, oh, you've got to be joking. Fast forward through that nonsense. Tom, 
Nobody wants to see you without your shirt on at the age of 60. That's all I'm saying. You, <laughs> you can do what you want to do to your face. That's your call. But please, cover up. What would it be a sept a sectagenarian? Sextagenarian would be a sixty year old. Septagenarian would be a seventy. Octo, nona. It's if you're in your sixties, keep your shirt on <laughs> and send questions, comments, conundrums, snark. Maybe I missed it. I I get it. And they, you know, it wasn't a superhero. It wasn't one of those Thor type movies. It was actually human. Okay, it wasn't moral. He's having a fling with some woman that apparently he knew from the bar that he was attending. Mm. I just, I know everybody loved it, but I'm like, I know what's going to happen next. <laughs> he's going to have to go with, I said it at the very beginning. No, he's going, he's going to be the one who has to lead the mission. And then when he gets, when they're going over, it's like, he's going to get shot and he's going to save the kid that was the son of the buddy. Spoiler alerts all you, over you the place. You just gave here. a spoiler. Yeah. Yes. But don't. I don't have gonna, to watch. Nobody, everybody watches it goes, yeah, we know it's coming. We're watching it anyway. It's have- loud. It's, it's masculine and muscular. But then he gets shot down. And Tom Cruise, this is so cool. He has the ability to survive what always terminates the bad guy. It's amazing how he gets it shot is. down and he wakes up in the snow going, huh, that was a little rough, dusts off a little bit. And then he gets up and runs away from a helicopter. And I said, the kid's going to come and save him. And then they're going to try to get out of Siberia together. Sure enough. <laughs> and this is why. I work all the time. (laughs) That's not going to be a hobby I pick up to each their own. But try if you've been finding that life is just a little mundane, spice it up by doing stuff. These are all blessings from God if they're not innately sinful. Enjoy them. Do them. And let people help you find your balance because sometimes we don't find it by ourselves so good. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. It does not take an expert to figure out what happens to a 13-year-old boy when he's staring at mostly naked girls wearing underwear to school. I don't think that this is anything outside the norm. So what you just heard was the superintendent of a California school district defending a 7th grade boy who was allegedly caught performing a lewd act in front of his classmates. The superintendent insisted to the shocked parents that that's normal. Why do we need to make a big old fuss over that? Hell, Mr. Superintendent, they're making a fuss over it because it's not normal. This guy definitely doesn't need to be making decisions regarding anyone's children. So recently, an Alabama-based pediatrician gave a panel talk at the American Academy of Pediatrics annual conference in Southern California. And in the final days of 2014, a local 16-year-old young lady, Lila Alcorn, of trans experience, stepped boldly in front of a tractor trailer, ending her life. So a 16-year-old boy who was confused and struggling and in need of some deep, deep psychological help did not receive the psychological help that he needed and as a result stepped out into oncoming traffic and committed suicide. And this woman glorifies it. Talk about another example of someone that does not need to be making decisions regarding children and does not need to be within 10,000 feet of a child. 
Here's another example of someone that does not need to be within 10,000 feet of children. Crabs were sitting nearby at a sidewalk cafe complaining about their key lime pie. Somebody needs to parent shit. Sorry, kids. So that was a drag queen who's also a middle school teacher who was invited to have drag queen story hour in front of kids at a dog shelter. And again, I've said this before, but I am not sure why people who dress in drag desire so much to read stories to children while they're dressed in drag. Oh, and this particular drag queen children's story hour adopt an animal from the shelter event was billed as family friendly. In late September, two evangelists in eastern Uganda sustained deep knife wounds after leading several Muslim-to-Christ debates on Islam and Christianity. The two men debated Islamic scholars in several areas around the district, and a group of Muslims attacked the scholars after a September 24th debate. The two evangelists providentially survived the attack and were not killed, but they are still recovering in the hospital. That attack, of course, is just one of many instances of persecution in Uganda a country that's constitution and other laws provide for religious freedom. As we tell you so frequently here at Wretched, please make sure that you are continuously and fervently praying for all of our persecuted brothers and sisters abroad. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Important dates in Christian history. 270 AD. A wealthy young man named Antony gives away his possessions and begins life as a hermit. Disciples follow his example, and the first monastic movement began. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Welcome back to Wretched Radio. <laughs> it's the danger zone. Oh, hoping that you will send questions, comments, conundrums, snarks. Okay, it was nostalgic. I like the Kenny Loggins just as much as anybody else. So when the danger zone thing fired up, it was like, okay, that's kind of cool. <laughs> you probably haven't seen the video for Danger Zone with Kenny Loggins. I have it's not. thoroughly 80s. I'm looking at him. <laughs> the clothes and the spiked hair and the aviator glasses. Yeah, it was the 80s. Hey, what's the deal with bringing back bell bottoms? Mrs. Freel and I were out for a walk on Saturday, and she said, do you notice all of the women that are wearing the bell bottoms? I see it. I see it everywhere. Now, this has to stop. <laughs> it just has to stop because if you start wearing them, then they're going to start making their way into the puny men's section of the store. <laughs> then we have to start wearing them. I'm okay. I get the boot cut thing if you wear cowboy boots. But these big Elvis, like Casey and the Sunshine Band, just decided to start making blue jeans. This trend <laughs> simply has to stop. We need pants that are really puffy, and then you tie them around your ankles with a drawstring. You know... Like the 80s. Parachute pants, baby. Ah, nobody needs to hear that. What a hook. Wow, that just actually hurt to stop that. It's going to be in my head the rest of the day. This is this is exactly why I couldn't be a disc jockey. Why? Is that what you call it? Is that an insulting name? 
No. I, d- I don't want to offend anybody who spins discs. Well, I mean, wow, that's dated. <laughs> you don't do that anymore. No, you push a button. I, I like it's all to, electronic, right? I used to, yeah, I used to like to refer to myself as talent. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty generous, but you know what? We all deserve a treat on occasion. That's right. So you called yourself talent. I, I would be critiquing the song, which is always a ratings booster. Please send <laughs> questions, comments, conundrums, snarks to idea at wretched.org. All right. This is from Jeff, who says, Todd, a lot of people talk about their loved ones who have died as looking down on them and watching over them. Mm. How do we lovingly tell them that's just not true? Yeah, there's some. there's a better alternative without shattering anybody's wish that it would keep me connected, that I still actually have a relationship with them. It's funny. I was I was watching Shark Tank and there was a, a young man on there who was trying to pitch something. And it was a thing that did the dealy majig with the mystery, Bob. What was um? he was uh, it was. Oh, oh, I know. It was really cool. Have you ever tried to hang a curtain rod? How'd that go for you? Yeah, Mm -hmm. me too. So this was just a little doohitchy that went up on top of the trim and like boom, 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 three little taps with a hammer. And then you could hang a bar, curtains, and then he put two 10-pound bags of potatoes to show it actually does hold. And he said to to the judge, whatever they are, the investors, my dad started this business. And we lost him earlier this year. And this is my connection to him. I get that. I totally get that. But it's not really a connection. It's that you're doing something in somebody's honor. You're remembering them fondly. And that is all very fine. But when somebody goes into eternity, the connection is temporarily broken. And people who are up in heaven are doing something better than viewing earth. They're turning their eyes upon Jesus. Believe me, they are transfixed. They are not looking down somehow from a big heavenly cloud, kind of checking out what's going on down there. Only God has that ability. So to the person who really likes the idea of having a connection because, you know, they're looking, they can see me and, well, maybe I can talk with them. We've got something better. If that individual was born again, they are much happier looking at Jesus than looking at us. Now, does that mean that they aren't perhaps looking forward to your arrival? Perhaps. And it will be a sweet reunion. We know that is going to be totally magnificent. But to suggest that they're looking down from heaven, I don't think is correct. And I think we have a better alternative. Please send questions, comments, conundrum snarks to idea at wretched.org. All right. We have a conundrum now. This mm-hmm. one is from, uh, well, Anonymous, who says, Todd, I'm an associate pa- <laughs> I'm sorry. Couldn't help it, could you? Sorry. (laughs) All right. He says, uh, Todd. (laughs) Are you you done? No. Probably not. (laughs) All right. Just keeping it real. 
authentic. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Eighty-eight million views on that bad boy. Wow. All right, who? What is Mister Anani Moo or Ms. Anani Moo up to? He says, uh, "Todd, I'm an associate pastor at a church since April." Let's hope it's a he. I think it is. Uh, he says, "I've recently been inquiring about the financial accountability of the church and board, and I've been met with defensiveness all the way, and was informed that the pastor runs the church. The pastor and his wife are the only ones who have knowledge mm-hmm. and access to church finances." and make all of the decisions without accountability and knowledge of myself as the associate or the church board. Yeah, you've got a church polity issue. It's, this is a much bigger issue than just we, we don't get to see what's going on in QuickBooks. It should be a plurality of elders. Should one of those elders be the, the more equal than the other equal elders? Yes, yes, they should. And even if you believe in the joint elder-led congregational, how do people, um, Jonathan Lehman is into this, and I just read another, somebody come, trying to combine the eldership, but it, it, so they've got, the, they've got the leadership, but the congregation still gets to participate in big decisions. Okay, whichever you, you go for. There needs to be somebody who is in charge, more than one. It should be a plurality of elders. When you read through the epistles, when Paul says, assign elder to each church, it is for wisdom's sake. It is for accountability's sake. It is for transparency's sake. There shouldn't be hiding in church when it comes to finances. Nonprofit, too. There should be no secrecy that is needed. Now, if you potentially wanted to blot out the pastor's salary, okay, as long as you've got a plurality of elders and they are making sure that that salary is appropriate, and when I say appropriate, I mean on both ends, that it's not being paid too much and he's not being paid too little. I don't think that our pastors should be scraping to get by it puts too much financial pressure on the family, and it keeps him from doing his best work for the body. So if you've got some elders that are making sure that the, the salary is appropriate, okay, black that out. But the rest, no. Uh-uh. And that doesn't even—even the world gets that. I mean, I guess in a small business, the person who owns the business, they can keep the books pretty close to their vest, but we're not a business— or ministry, and there should be transparency. I think the issue that I would be going after, though, that the, the money thing is just a fruit. The root is how your church is structured. And when you traditionally see a husband and a wife that basically run the church, um, yeah, it usually doesn't take long before there's big troubles. Please send a whatever to idea at wretched.org. All right. Um, Alex wants to know if a Christian can can support a female candidate for president or some other high post in government. No apology? No. Nothing coming from you. For me, apology? Yeah. I didn't do this. Oh, yeah. I was practicing some self-control. Sure. <laughs> do I think that a woman can run for office? Yeah, I don't think that she's sinning and doing so. Do I believe that it should be uh, 
a black or white sort of, no, they absolutely cannot, and you absolutely cannot, no. I don't think we can say that because we just don't have the firm biblical support for that. But I do believe we see a pattern in male leadership. When you read throughout the Old Testament, it's men who are going off to war. It's men who are the heads of state. Would I make that a law? No, but I think because of the creation order, because of the way that God has made XXs and XYs different in a complementary way, I think it's ideal for the other gender to be ruling a nation, because we even see that when it was a woman in Israel, it was more a judgment than it was an advocate for, for having women in politics. Would I make it a law? No. Do I think it's ideal? Probably not. This is Wretched Radio. How's inflation been treating you if costs for health insurance are skyrocketing in your home? Would you please visit MediShare.com slash wretched. Affordable biblical health sharing. Christians paying for other Christians' medical bills, which means you don't have to worry where the money is going for bad stuff. Second of all, you can save on average $500 per month. And finally, MediShare, it's the gold standard for healthcare sharing for more than 25 years. It works, and the members, including myself and Mrs. Friel, love it, which is why their customer satisfaction rate is double traditional health insurance. If inflation has got you down, call up the people at MediShare, 844-34-BIBLE or MediShare.com slash wretched. Hey, hey, thank you for tuning in to Wretched Radio today. We certainly appreciate your time. Did you know there is actually something in existence that gives you information on things happening at Wretched? Things like upcoming product launches or details on upcoming seasons of our productions of Wretched Radio, Wretched TV, Road Trip to Truth, Transformed, and Breaking Bread. Also, information on job openings here at Wretched. Information on upcoming sales in the Wretched store. What I'm referring to is the monthly Wretched newsletter. If you're not already receiving the Wretched newsletter, you're missing out on all of these things and more. The Wretched Newsletter also contains thorough and in-depth messages on a wide range of theological topics, and that's not all. As a Wretched Newsletter subscriber, you're also eligible for resources that we give away daily here at Wretched. So sign up and don't miss out on any of this stuff by becoming a Wretched Newsletter subscriber by visiting our website at wretched.org, scroll to the bottom of the page, and fill out the form. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. 200. That's right. 200 Tomorrow Clubs are now up and running again in Ukraine. That means kids are hearing the gospel. They're getting saved. Their parents are getting saved. The church is getting strengthened. Not only are the Tomorrow Clubs busy preaching the gospel, they're also very busy helping people. This is our buddy Max in Ukraine. We have created the Ukraine Support Fund. Thanks to our partners, Tomorrow Clubs began immediate assistance to the network of the local churches that became a safe place for thousands of refugees fleeing their devastated homes. Providing food, providing clothing, potable water, a safe place, communication. Would you please consider becoming a ministry partner of the amazing ministry called Tomorrow Clubs? You can learn how you could participate in the spreading of the gospel in Eastern Europe at Tomorrow Clubs dot org slash wretched. 
followers of Christ. In the Bible, Jesus is given many titles that teach us about who He is and what He has done. Jesus is called a fragrant offering. In the Old Testament, God required burnt offerings of meat and incense as a pleasing aroma. These sacrifices foreshadowed Jesus, the perfect offering that takes away the sins of the world. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Not that there's really anybody listening anymore. Straight from the big guy. We know just what he'd say. Like, oh, maybe come down there. So then we put it on the freeway. Everybody let's go. This is Wretched Radio, hoping that you'll beep talk. What's the number you say? I'm your host, Mixmaster Freel. Is this church signs or beep talk? Yes. Well, Dave, in order to call in a church sign, okay. you have to call. Did you miss the meeting? I think so. one 282 beep You can call it, leave a message. And please, would you do that? Because recently we've been getting a fair amount of emails, and I love it when you take the pictures. But do that, but call them in too, because we want to be agitated each and every week. Church sign, Satan reminds you of your past. Remind him of his future. Okay. Um Martin Luther maybe would endorse that. He was prone to pray at the devil, to talk about him, to cast him out. I'm not so sure that's the way we should be engaging in spiritual warfare. We should submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. I think we have every single warning to not engage with him, talk to him, rebuke him, build a hedge in front of him. Instead, we put on the full armor, we enter and engage into spiritual warfare, striving to be obedient to Jesus Christ. And then the devil, well, it ain't working here. And away he goes. Church time, Sunday service, 10 a.m., be there. Well, that is absolutely (laughs) fine. (laughs) That's what a sign is for. (laughs) (laughs) just announcing when people can gather. Just heard a sermon from Alistair Begg about people gathering. He's an evangelist at heart, that L. Begg. And I call him that because I know he doesn't listen to this. He was talking, he was was preaching on the Great Commission. It was a very recent sermon. It was about the Great Commission, the authority of Jesus. All authority is given unto me. So when people say, well, who do you think you are? Talking like that and saying that Jesus is only the only way. Well, I'm on a mission from the king who has all authority. That's what I am. I'm a representative. And if you want to attack me, you're attacking him. But I have direct orders to go and make disciples. And so he was encouraging people to bring folks to church. Now, I got I got zero problem with that. I don't think that's evangelism proper. But he actually put up the challenge for October, November, and December. What if you invited three people to come to a church service, not including the Christmas concert, to a church service, 
and pray that one of them would get saved. And what would happen? So he was, you could see him doing the numbers in his head. There's 2,500 people sitting there. Hey, wait a second. That'd be like 7,500 visitors to our church and 2,500 new members of the kingdom. I like that math. That's why, don't know why we've never gotten around to this. Maybe it's because we're busy watching Top Gun repeatedly. No, not doing it. I, I met a guy who said that he watched the Top Gun five times. It's amazing, dude. Amazing. Five times. Five times. You watched anything five times? No. As the world turns? No. Maybe? I, I barely make it once. Gilligan's Island reruns? No. Oh, come on. No. We've all seen the one where Gilligan goofs up and then they can't get off the island. <laughs> just oh, the, wait, that's just the one. every single <laughs> one is what that is. I had always envisioned what would happen if every Saturday night, 52, probably more than, I think I wanted 100, open-air preachers to go out and do open-air preaching for two hours. And the church comes with the preacher, passing out gospel literature, which you can get at no cost, by the way, at wretched.org slash puzzle. What would happen if that were going on every Saturday night in America? A hundred proclaimers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Would that make a difference? Yep, I think it might. Church song. If life gets ugly, you need a faith lift. A faith lift. Oh, a faith because it's supposed to be facelift. But he said faith because it's a church, and we all know that you get faith in church. Oh man, I want to go to that place. Fall on Jesus. Okay, is this one of those twofers? Yes, it's fourfers. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, so this is going to be really dreadful, isn't it? <laughs> no, maybe. Wow. I want to follow a God like that. This is such a silly, trivial way to think about our Savior. And I'm telling you, it is a misread of the culture. I don't think a woman, but I, I, I definitely believe men, they don't want trite. They don't want dopey. They want something bigger. Give me a job. Have me follow a hero. Give me a role model. I think we need something better than Jordan Peterson. Please give me something big. And Jesus, who's unbelievable, <laughs> wah, 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 <laughs> ain't very big. Church time. God loves you whether you like it or not. Okie dokie. Um, I just don't know. Who does that help? I mean, just if you want to say that God so loved the world, sweet. Whether you like it or not, um, I just... Jimmy? Yes? What's the deal with that sign? What's what, the deal with it? There's something about it that kind of makes me go, yeah, that ain't right. Yeah. God loves you, whether you like it or not. Maybe mm. that's it. Maybe it needed to be read with that inflection. <laughs> that always does it. Church sign, bring your brain. Okay. All right. That that ain't bad. Bring your brain because Christianity is a cognitive faith. Oh, I meant 
you can get a cognitive faith lift. <laughs> Boom. Church time. God the Father sees you and cares for you. Whether you like it or not. I think we're seeing a pattern here. You must have cut it off just a little bit soon. Church time. Join God's Facebook. See his face. Open his book. Sign God's Facebook. Join God's Facebook. Join God's Facebook. He needs friends, right? Yeah. Join God's Facebook. See his face. Open his book. Okay. This is why I'm not the emperor of the universe. I would I would give that church a ticket. Second infraction, the pastor would go to jail. That's all I'm saying. We have to do... Why is Christianity on the wane in the West? I can't imagine. Oh, read an interesting, actually, I might even have that right here. There was an individual who was citing all of the typical explanations for the mass shootings, the suicidality rates, that people are depressed. And I think it was a she was talking about, okay, here's the usual suspects, video games, psychotropics, and she didn't deny those, but she said the bigger problem that America has, and I'm not sure how you weigh whether it's bigger or not, but the bigger problem is that there is a nihilistic worldview that is ravishing the land, that there's just no point there's no belief in it. There's no need for belief in anything. There is nothing that I can hang my coat on. It's just, eh, what's the point? And that leads to depression, to sadness, to suicide, to murder in a mass kind of way. It's because of nihilism. In other words, worldviews have implications. And right now, we are seeing that the implications are they're coming home to roost right now that you've got people who are intentionally detaching everybody from the whole concept of God, faith, organized religion, and they're being very successful. Let's just put two and two together. We now have more nuns, not of the Sally Field variety. We have people who believe in nothing. All right, how's that working out for us? How's that working out for us as a country? How's it working out for our country when our churches have signs like this? Church time. I was going to waste, and Jesus recycled me. Right there. Now, did <laughs> I hear that in advance? No. But was I confident if I hit play, it would be trite and trivial? Yep. Yes. So we want worldviews have impacts. How we present Jesus, how we talk about God, how we talk about the creator of the universe, it has implications. And maybe just maybe in a small way, small way, that more and more people are walking away from Jesus because of church signs. Making church signs. Until tomorrow, go serve your king. Straight from the beach.